Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to a Mouse Clubhouse Conversation. Hi, this is Scott Wolf, and this interview is with Catherine Beaumont. Kathy began acting in England when she was so young she didn't even know how to read yet. Having been under contract to MGM, by the time she provided the voice of Alice in Alice in Wonderland for Disney, she was a 10-year-old seasoned veteran. Already comfortable on camera, she was a natural to appear on Walt Disney's very first television program entitled One Hour in Wonderland, promoting the upcoming film. After voicing Wendy in Peter Pan, she again appeared with Walt Disney on camera to promote the film in a Christmas TV special. But not all of Kathy's Disney work was seen or heard by the public. In this conversation from 2013, I asked her about performing her roles in live-action footage for the animator's reference. Here's Catherine Beaumont. Walt and the, the, the writers and the animators were very pleased with um, what the voice came out to be. And um, they did have me do, I guess, a scene of live action. And they were very pleased about the movements and everything because when you're animating, the, the most challenging is the human figure. And trying to make that person look realistic, they liked to be able to see just what the normal reactions and normal movements would be so that they could look and then animate from that. So um, as a result, um, I did the voice part first, you know, with the recordings, and then when that was completed and they got that processed, they would give me a record so that I could take it home and listen the night before we went to do the live action. And on the live action, there was a day of rehearsal to sort of map things out and talk about the movements and just go over things in general. And then the following day, the cameras and everything else would be set up. But there was no background or set of anything. It was just the blue background that was always on that particular stage. And so they'd set up the lights and the camera, and I would do the different movements that went with the different parts of the story. Um, and the reason for taking the record home was so that I could hear my voice and practice speaking with it so that I was in sync with my own voice happening exactly my mouth doing exactly what you could hear and uh, that was very important for them they had to get it just right just in sync so um, we would go through the motion and uh, go through the action and the and the, with the recording going at the same time and that went on a little moviola and it would go to the animators' offices. They would look at the little moviola and get the idea of what it looked like, and they would draw from that. So it gave them inspiration for the character. Mm. And that's basically uh, the way that it worked for all of the sequences in Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> Did you know if any of the other voice actors also did the live-action reference in either well, of those two films? Yeah, in, um, in Alice, of course, it was mostly, you know, my... Um, pretending or uh, filling in who the other character was. So they would tell me, oh, you know, look at the arc light that's up there in the corner. That's, that's a good angle. That's the Cheshire Cat. You read, you know, you do your 
seen looking over there. That's where the Cheshire Cat is. Then I'd have to imagine, oh, here's the Cheshire Cat, and I'm having a conversation with him. So that's how that was done. There was the, um, the tea party sequence, and Jerry Colonna, you know, and, yeah, uh, and Edwin were both called upon to do the live action for that as well as the voice. So we all gathered together for the rehearsal day and went through the different parts of that sequence. And of course, we all had the recordings to take home to make sure we were in sync. <laughs> and we went through uh, the tea party sequence um, together. Now, that was nice. It was fun. Uh, the only thing was my experience was that being a child, of course, I had to do my schooling. So we would go out and do, the, do part of the scene. Then they would change the setup for a long shot or something, or, or a close-up or something like that. So they'd have to reset up. So I was sent back to do my schoolwork for those few minutes. And then when it was time to work, come back out and do my scene. So I didn't really have much of an opportunity to visit or get to know them very well. But you know, they they were just great to be with. They were a lot more serious than I thought because I expected them to be um, on mm -hmm. simply because they're comics and that was what they did. So I figured this would go on. But they were really very serious between the scenes and it was thinking about how they were going to play the scene and discussing it with the director and talking just very low-key, which was a surprise. As a child, I was expecting something quite different. But that was nothing the matter. It was just that my expectation, it wasn't my expectation. But they were wonderful to work with. They were very helpful and uh, very sort of dedicated to what it was they were doing and making sure that they were getting it right. So, so that, those were my experiences with, uh, you know, with the live action. Did Walt ever come into those? Or do you remember him? Well, <laughs> there was a time he did come in. Yes, actually, he didn't. He didn't bother to come down so much. But, um, but it was right at the beginning. So it must have been with. It must have been the caterpillar sequence, and there was a call. The director went over to the phone, came back and said, "Oh, Walt has a couple of dignitaries from Japan that he's." Um, He's showing the studio and wants to know if um, it would be okay for him to come down and look in the studio while we're, while we're working. Well, of course, that was fine. huh? So we went ahead. Walt came in with these two people. And, of course, everything stopped because the train was situated on the inside of this, um, the studio. I mean, the, uh, the, you know, the, the, the set. And it went all around the periphery of this large, large stage. So they wanted to take a ride on the train. So of course, we got in and sat down, myself included. Oh, come on, you know, you have to be on it too. So we went around and they just talked for a few minutes and then they went on their way with the rest of their tour and we went back to work. I thought, oh my God, everything stopped. <laughs> Oh, this, it was funny. Was like this little train that he. Had. You know that train? Like the, the, the yes, backyard yes, train, yes, yes. The really? backyard. Oh, I yes, it was. It he had it at the studio, and he, he it was on a little track, and they sort of parked it there. But uh, because he was talking about his hobby, yeah. Then he was going to show where this train was, and we happened to be working there on that day. <laughs> so <laughs> it was funny. It was funny. A lot of interesting experiences. We hope you've enjoyed this Mouse Clubhouse conversation. 
Thank you for joining us.